war must be while we defend our lives against a destroyer who would devour all. But I do not love the bright sword for its sharpness, nor the arrow for its swiftness, nor the warrior for his glory. I love only that which they defend. J.R.R. Tolkien, The Two Towers. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, an actual play D&D 5th edition podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Eric, and the players are... I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Jeff. And welcome to episode one, the beginning of a campaign. Always an exciting time for any D&D group where you have high aspirations of all the crazy things that are going to happen with your story as the Dungeon Master and as a player. You're already thinking about what you're going to do when you're level 15. And hopefully you'll make it longer than four sessions. So <laughs> let's see how this goes. We are going to be running a game in the Eberron Dungeons & Dragons setting, which is my favorite setting. Those of you that have followed us over from the Geek Pantheon podcast will know that our previous actual play series that we did over there was also set in Eberron. But this is one that I am writing myself. And so that will be a fun experiment to see how that goes. So... I guess, first things first, character introductions. So why don't you each go around and tell us just a little bit about your character, just so people will know who you are. I'm playing Barrick Rowan. Barrick is the son of a general from during the last war, uh, Lady Yurik Rowan, who was, for a variety of reasons, somewhat controversial. And while... She retired a hero. She was always kind of haunted by the war. Barrick has come into possession of some of her things since she died, including a journal. And the more he's read in this journal, the more he's had this feeling that something's wrong. And it's led him to the town of Mistmarsh, which is near a place called the Faded Forest. And he's very interested in finding out more about the Faded Forest for reasons. Mm. Reasons, you say. <laughs> Reasons, indeed. He is a half-elf warlock. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Trevor, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character? Okay. My character is uh, Dacronos, and he is a tiefling paladin. When he was a small child, his family was killed, and so he kind of had to make it on his own for a while. He did some things that I guess he wasn't necessarily proud of, but he just had to survive, really, until one day... He tried to steal some food from a paladin that was in this town that he was he was kind of living in. And he was caught, but instead of, you know, hurting him or or turning him in, he was uh he decided that he didn't, you know, he's once he saw that he didn't have any family and he was kind of on his own, he said, I will let you live here, but you must train to be good and be a better person do something with the gifts that you have. And so he trained with him for a while, about 10-ish years, and then decided it was it was time to go. He had overstated, I mean, not overstated his welcome, but he had he had gotten what he needed and he needed to move on. Started traveling, trying to figure out where he needed to go, kind of wandering lost, and then found uh, this town. 
and that is where he is at. Uh, at first, he was kind of attacked, just a misunderstanding, but held his own in the fight and was seen by some of the guards. They realized he could put up a good fight and asked him to stay and train with the guard. Very cool. All right, my character is Lyle, and because I'm an idiot, his name's Lyle Noceros. <laughs> he's a he's a human rogue um he grew up in in thrain which was a part of uh our last campaign where they are basically a theocracy for this thing called the church of the silver flame and he has decided that he doesn't want to follow that anymore his devout family kicked him out and he fell in with a band of thieves and learned the thieving adventuring lifestyle really appealed to him but he decided to kind of strike out on his own and headed south. Now he's been in Mistmarsh actually for a couple of years. He just kind of liked the people there and living was fairly easy. So he's been there for a few years now, didn't plan on staying that long. And now he's getting kind of impatient and wanderlusty and ready to see what is next. Very cool. All right. So you all have been in the city of Mistmarsh for a, a few months, just enough to kind of establish yourselves as regular faces around this fairly small town, working for... The sheriff named Albin Irklarn, who Beric would absolutely know this, that Albin is the son of the prime minister of Breland, Rukin Irklarn. So, yeah, he's like my third cousin or something. (laughs) 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 You have a family tree. (laughs) This is what happens when there's too much time between when you get the idea for the character and we actually play and you're me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you all have been working for him for a little while as his deputies around this town. Albin is a a fairly apathetic sheriff. He just kind of has this position as a means to have a cushy job because his dad is who his dad is. And so the people are pretty unhappy with Albin as sheriff. They like you well enough. You all are a group that are capable of getting things done generally. Are, are we the only members of the yes. constabulary? Well, the there, three of us? there is a fourth the posse. There, there is oh, okay. a fourth deputy who is Aiko Mills, who is a cleric. Constantly of the- dresses in a red tunic. <laughs> red, red shirt. Like, oh, oh, I'm on board now. <laughs> I went, oh, inside but joke. <laughs> but, but it's fantasy. So it's a tunic. tunic yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, He's going to outlive all of us. <laughs> But he is a cleric who was a soldier during the last war and found religion after all of the devastation that he witnessed on the battlefield. And so he was actually an officer for the Breelish Army, and that's kind of his deal. He has been working with you all probably about the same amount of time that you all came to Miss Marsh. Obviously, you all didn't come as a group, but it was fairly contained, your all's arrival. So today is like pretty much every other day you've been in Miss Marsh. It's very late afternoon and there is a woman in the sheriff's office complaining to Albin. You know her affectionately as Graham. She's kind of the the resident old lady in this town with a piece of candy and a crazy story for all the children. But she's complaining that she's lost her locket and that Albin should help her find it, to which Albin is half asleep behind his desk, one hand holding up his head just lazily. As you all kind of watch this scene, Albin disinterestedly remarks that this is the 12th time you've come in complaining that you've lost something, Graham. I, I, I can't send forces out every time you misplace a trinket. So no, I'm sorry. Just go home. So she, she exits the sheriff's sheriff's office. If you all have nothing to say in interjection and Alvin just makes a remark to you all that half the time, two days later, you see her walking around the town with the thing that she was complaining. She lost acting like nothing had ever happened. So 
It's probably just Graham's mind starting to go. So Where did she lose it? Are you asking this before Graham leaves? She didn't say it. Elvin. She just came in kind of exclaiming like, I swear it was on my desk before, when I woke up this morning and now it's gone. This is an awful old lady voice, but you know. <laughs> it's early in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, at some point during the day, she saw it that morning and it was gone out of her house. It's starting to get close to sundown and Albin is electing to close up the sheriff's office for the night. This is one of the few police stations that holds bankers hours. (laughs) 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 You all can either elect to leave the sheriff's office, the usual routine for the working class and just the people in this town to meet up at the Red Wolf Inn after work to have a few drinks, share stories about the day. You all spend most of your evenings there just enjoying the people of the town enjoying the ale so yeah i mean if you all want to follow up with Graham, or if you just want to head to the inn or if you want to go home or randomly run off to the faded forest (laughs) (laughs) that would probably be a bad idea wild card i mean i don't care about Graham. i feel like if if one of you guys does i'll go with you but i mean that means nothing to me except for that there's there's missing jewelry somewhere right right (laughs) But I don't want to help her find it. I want to find it <laughs> on my own. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind going to uh, get a drink. Yeah, I'm up for the end. Okay. You all walk down the street, and you hear the general reverie coming from the well-lit building with a crimson wolf on the sign outside. And you all walk in, and you see the friendly face of Gregor, the bartender, standing there cleaning a mug, like most bartenders do when a scene is beginning. And you all... We got a few questions for you. (laughs) You all actually do have a standing arrangement with Gregor, because your presence a lot of times calms the more rough citizens of the town. And ever since you all have been hanging out there in the evenings, there have been less fights, less brawls, things like that. So Gregor lets you drink for free because he has to Hell replace yeah. fewer fewer tables and chairs with your presence. So, and just we his... have abused the <laughs> hell out of that. Yeah, privilege. But sadly, you all tonight enter in the middle of a bar fight. So oh. there's some some ruffians punching each other. Gregor's screaming at them to calm down and don't don't break anything. You hey deputies, I let you drink for free. Step in. To which some of the customers go, "You let them drink for free." <laughs> <laughs> Are so, join the constabulary. Initiative. This can we, can we, wait, wait. Grab a pencil. Do, do we have to jump into this? Can we not try to verbally, or our, yeah. our presence? Let's, let's give this a shot first. Sure, sure. I, I don't want to jump into it. All right, everybody. All right, calm down. Come on. Put, 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 put the chair down. Put the dwarf down. And let's, what, what happened? How, how'd this start? What's, can you guys please? What's it look like? You're how going many, to need to make a, like, scream or show of force or something to get them to pay attention to you. Can I fire my gun in the air? Is it like the whole <laughs> <is> a gun? <laughs> is it like the whole tavern is is engaged? Yeah, in that's, this? A, that's a good question. I mean, there there are probably I would say at least sixty percent of the people are in some way engaged with the brawl. Okay. Like not everybody's up fighting, throwing chairs, but most people in here are paying attention to that. Like I, they're just standing around the perimeter, going fight, yeah, fight, yeah. fight. <laughs> Barrick sort of looks as as um, as Lyle tries to draw attention and, and get everybody Barrick sort of puts a hand up and then steps forward and uh, so Barrick has just like ink black hair and sort of pallid dusky skin he doesn't actually usually look very healthy yeah he doesn't look like most half elves sounds like he 
look like a vampire, in fact. <laughs> yes, but he's very, very careful to make it very evident to everyone that he has no fangs. And he walks around in the daylight whenever possible <laughs> to just dispel rumors. And he also wears a, a holy symbol of the silver flame. Yeah. Just as a final precaution to ensure everyone, hey, look, it's not burning me. So. <laughs> Always orders his beer with garlic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's, he's not a vampire, I swear. But he does have, have black irises that make his pupils look really weird and large. And so he just sort of steps forward. And, and he, you're sure he's not a vampire? <laughs> I'm very certain he's not a vampire. And he makes uh, a couple of gestures in the air. And all of a sudden, this just banshee-like scream rips through the tavern. I'm okay. casting Minor Illusion and making the sound of a banshee-like scream okay. in an attempt to draw all the attention so that Lyle's attempts can be heard over the ruckus. <laughs> Lyle runs away terrified. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just roll a general... Okay, yeah. Everyone loses their their <laughs> crap over this banshee scream and like drops to the floor Very and there's just silence. <laughs> right. how, how, many, how many actual people were in the melee. Like, how many th- eight, punch throwers? Eight people. All right. I start to walk, and I kind of gesture for you guys to walk with me into, since they're all on the ground now, cowering, into the middle of what was the scrum. Mm-hmm. And I say, now, fellas, you know that we don't take kindly to that sort of behavior uh, indoors. So I'm going to ask you one time kindly to take it out of town or go back to your tables and enjoy the rest of the evening. We're not going to take anybody in. We're not going to take down any names, but we need this to end now. Everyone kind of starts to dust themselves off, and they got a bit of a glower in their eye, especially this dwarf that stands up. You know him as Farling Cragstout is his name, and he's actually a brewer. He provides Gregor with a lot of the finer ales, but he just gives you the side eye and growls at you, Lyle, as they walk outside. So they're 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 grumpy, but you have dissolved that situation. So good job. Uh, one beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> I like you're still standing back at the door, like you're dealing with the situation. I, mm-hmm. exactly. I say, Gregor, I'll take one of Farlands. Uh, <laughs> okay, what, what was that all about? Oh, you know, folks get to drinking, and somebody told Farland that his ale tastes like rat piss, and you know how dwarves are, so things got pretty heated. So, but. Thank you for resolving it. Here's round of the best stuff, and I'll have Bessie drop it off at your table. Bessie is Gregor's daughter, who is also the barmaid, as we're just going to lean hard into these fantasy stereotypes. Sure. Bessie is very fair, but very naive, and just thinks you all are the best heroes ever. It looks like a tiny yeah. town, right? <laughs> this is like, a, like 200 people or something? Uh, around 500. Okay. Yeah. Enough to where you, you know all the faces, maybe not all the names, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Other than that, the eight people you kicked out... Does Bessie walk around singing about books? And, and <laughs> <laughs> no, did, you, did you say that Bessie was very fair and very naive? Because that yes. is Lyle's kind of girl. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Yes, Be- Bessie thinks that you're all honorable heroes that uh, do what is right and like like the knights that she read about in her stories. Other than the eight guys that got into the scrap, it's a typical night at the Red Wolf Inn. Some people are playing games of chance. Other people are just talking about their day. Anything you all would like to do or discuss about the goings-on in Miss Marsh? Any questions you want to ask Bessie or Gregor? Anything like that? Well, Barrack's not necessarily, like, really sold on doing a thorough investigation of the whole issue of the locket because it's really just a locket and how much does it really matter? But he's curious about it and the fact that things keep disappearing around Old Graham and so... 
just sort of casually, he asks Bessie, anyone come in with, uh, with more money than they usually have? Oh, no. Nothing like that. Nobody's really, you know, the people around here, they have plenty of money to spend, but n- nobody has an excessive amount of money. Nobody came in buying rounds for the whole bar sort of thing. So, no, nothing nothing I've noticed. All right. He takes his mug. <laughs> Bessie just loves all of you for very different reasons, and you just got that dark brooding... I could I could change him and turn him good look right, going. Right, he's super polite and <laughs> yeah. really nice. He wears, but well, still, you look like a vampire. He wears everything <laughs> with shark eyes. Everything is black. He has shark eyes. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you right now, Berk, you stay away from Bessie. <laughs> is that a, is like, that Lyle officially calling dibs or? <laughs> oh, uh, there's like there's Lyle's like, called calls dibs on everything he sees. <laughs> <laughs> there's like 25 buildings in this town. How do you expect me to avoid her? <laughs> I. I, I I guess use your vampire power to phase through a wall, you weirdo. <laughs> Not a vampire. Okay. We're having fun. All right. Suddenly, you hear a bang as somebody busts in through the door of the Red Wolf Inn, and you recognize this figure as Trant, the town's blacksmith. And he just boisterously shouts as he walks the door, They've taken my son. They got him. They got Jacob. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Trant, come over here. Come over here. Come. Who? Who? Who's taking your son? Yeah, who's got, who's got your, who's got I'm your telling you, it was those damn goblins. They've been in the faded forest for generations now. I've said that we need to go eradicate them. They live too close to this town, and they've taken my son. Right. Did you see them take your son? Do you have evidence that it was goblins? Because no, you've already... If I would have seen the goblins taking my son, well, I would have come in here with a goblin head for you. That's a solid point. Yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but, but talk about evidence, buddy. I mean... <laughs> No, but you, you, you're making your own point that you don't like the goblins. And I'm not saying that's here nor there. I'm saying we need to know for sure. Before we go tromping into the Faded Forest to look for your kid, I want to know, do you know for sure they're goblins? Or you're pretty thinking that they're goblins? At this point, Gregor interjects and says, Tra- Trent, you know that Jacob's always running around with his friends, staying out late, getting into trouble. He's probably just late getting home, to which Trent, it feels different to him this time. Do we have any reason to believe that there are actually goblins in the Faded Forest? You've heard people talk about seeing small smatterings of goblins on the edge of the forest. Not, certainly no indications of, like, a giant tribe. <laughs> Goblin droppings. Um, <laughs> and, and more importantly, goblins have never attacked Miss Marsh. So this is a point of good bookkeeping for those of you listening and the players around the table. One really neat part about the Eberron setting is... The fact that it kind of does away with some of those gross racially charged things of, like, everybody that's this race is evil. Eberron doesn't really operate that way. Nobody is inherently evil, just as a point of order. So you would be aware of that so as characters just, living in this world. We don't hear orc and think bad guys. No, okay. it, especially not. Orcs are actually very good guys in this setting. So, well, yeah. Good to know, because yeah. that's never been the case before. <laughs> I'm about to stab a good guy. Goblins tend to get in trouble. They steal things a lot. But they're not, like, innately steal your baby evil. Some are, but not all of them. So there might be some there, but we haven't ever had problems with them. No, goblins have never been a problem for Miss Marsh. Okay. All right, fellas, I I mean, I just want to throw out, why don't we organize a search party, comb the town, and, you know, the general surrounding area. Let's try to stay out of the forest for right now. We could go look in the forest. Yeah, you (laughs) you in the forest, I know. We'll check the forest, but let's check the town first. That's fair. We don't have any reason to believe that we're, like, pressed for time. They're not... We, we, we have no reason to think they took him to sacrifice I mean, him or anything like Trent that. Trent thinks it would be super if he found his son ASAP. Well, sure. Um, <laughs> I get that. 
I mean, Trevor, you're a dad. You understand that. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> That's um, how I feel. So, yeah, Trent thinks it would be awesome if you all got on the case. It is after hours. I mean, could it work? <laughs> we still open in the morning. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> Office hours start at nine, buddy. So <laughs> I've already had like a quarter of this beer. St. <laughs> Lyle's just a super lightweight. Like, yeah, just, man. Don't, don't, drink, don't drink and search. That's... <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, when was the last time you saw him? Um, th- th- this morning. He. We usually have breakfast together, and then he goes off to Graham's house. Uh, she teaches him and his friends. Uh, she calls them history lessons, but they're just tall tales that Graham likes to tell kids. Uh, normally, he uh, he comes home just before sundown for dinner, and he he did not come home tonight. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry because we would know this. I'm asking out. How old is this kid? He's 11 years old. Okay. Okay. Um, and Trent admits that there there have been some nights where Jacob didn't come home right at sundown, and he's had to go track him down. But I've I've checked all the places that uh, him, Julian, and Farah usually play and they're not there have you talked to graham no i came here to find the law enforcement in the town to go kill goblins and find my son right well we should probably talk to graham yeah Yeah. let's 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 all go see he usually sees okay train do you have someone at home in case in case he does come home is there someone there to meet him i can go back home if you if you all are going to go track him down i will go home and wait for him great we're on it we're on it okay are the other two boys or i assume are julian and farrah both boys they are twins brother and sister okay are are the twins missing I, I don't I don't know any of this. They weren't out playing with Jacob. Jacob's not there. I don't know where Julian and Farah are. I have not talked to Graham. I don't know any of that. Right. I just know my son's gone. Fair enough. Okay. All right, well, we're going to head to Graham's. All right, you head home. If Jacob comes home, let us know. We're going to keep you apprised of what we're doing, but we're going to go talk to Graham first, see when she saw him last. There's no point in running off into the forest without some knowledge of this, all right? Farrah gets up, takes another drink of his beer, and then carries it over to the bar and hands it back. The handle of it has turned black. <laughs> you see Gregor kind of sigh, pick it up, and just drop it in the waste bin. He really just needs to set aside a black. Lyle, Lyle, Lyle makes a, a note in his notebook to never lend any of his things <laughs> to Barrick. Yeah, um, there, there are probably days where you guys have noticed that Barrick's clothes have not started out black. <laughs> okay. Can I just stare at Like, even though it happens pretty much every single time, anytime he takes it and starts putting the waistband and I see that it's black, I just stare in awe of, like, what happened to it? <laughs> okay, so you all head to Graham's house. Do you all knock? Do you walk in? What, what do you stand outside and shout, Graham, get, get out here? I'm, 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 I'm not going to let Barrick knock on the door <laughs> due to his infectious necrotizing. So to hold it for a while. <laughs> so everything I touch. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I knock on the door. And- you wait probably about three minutes, though you hear shuffling for the entirety of it. Um- <laughs> All right, I go in through a window. <laughs> Did you find my locket? Uh, no, no, Graham, we haven't found your locket. Uh-huh. We, we actually, we came here to talk about uh, that, but we have a couple other things we need to mention, to, uh, we need to talk to you about uh, first. Um, you know, Jacob comes over. And, and you, yeah, Greg is boy. Yeah, Greg is uh, no trans boy. Trans, trans boy. It's okay, Graham. We had, fan, I'm old. Yeah, fan, fan, it's so confusing. Got fantasy dementia. <laughs> I um, remember when there were five people living in this town. <laughs> <laughs> no, Graham. Jacob's Jacob's been missing. Uh, the last time Trant saw him was when he sent him on over here. Uh, did he make it here today? Did you see Jacob today? No, I I assume Jacob's some days he stays with Trent and works in the shop, and I he he didn't come here today. I assumed he stayed back at home. All right. Oh. It it was odd that 
Normally, even on days when he stays at the shop, Jacob comes over here for lunch to spend time with Julian and Farah on days where he can't play, and he didn't he didn't come come here either. Were they here today? Yes, yes, they were here. Um, they uh, Jacob would have loved today's lesson. We talked about the 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 faded forest and an old story about that. It's not time. <laughs> uh, calm, calm, calm down. <laughs> did it seem weird to them that he didn't come over? for lunch? No, like I said, there's days where Jacob just stays at home. I meant for lunch, though, as you're saying. I mean, once again, they're just kids. It was odd, but no reason for concern. What story did you tell last time he was here? Well, Jacob always loves the Faded Forest stories. Those are his favorite, and he enjoys hearing stories about the the annual acorn run, and back when the town was formed, when we first started doing that, and you all are aware that every year in Miss Marsh, families send out an emissary into the Faded Forest. It's called the Acorn Run, where they collect magical acorns. That's that's the primary function of the Faded Forest is it has magical trees that drop very fertile, powerful acorns, and there's actually a rare tree that only exists in the Faded Forest in all the world called the Ghost Oak, and if families can find those acorns, ghost acorns, then that's the, the big find. But once a year, they send everybody out. So, do with them. Yeah, what's the point? We you sell them to other to other settlements that would like to have these trees. They're very sturdy. They're very very good trees. Interesting. Do they grow elsewhere? Uh, it, it depends on the temperament. But you know, uh, it's like a zone three tree. <laughs> yes. uh, Barrick is thoroughly distracted now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're done. Barrick, Barrick, Barrick. <laughs> hey, Barrick. Yes. Yes. Uh, missing children. Yeah. Uh, well, Graham. Thanks. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, we're going to keep looking for your locket, but I hope you understand that a missing boy is going to take precedence for a little while. Oh, all right. Thank hey, you. Graham, quick question. Did you, you said he was interested in these stories. Did did he ever seem like like he really wanted, like, I'm, I'm assuming he's too young to be the one that goes every year. Oh, you have to be at least 15 to participate in the acorn right. run. And so Jacob obviously is getting older and so looking forward to when he can do it, although I doubt Trant would ever let him, but... Do you think he would ever try to go out on his own without telling anybody to try to prove that he could do it before... I mean, Jacob doesn't seem like an an irrational boy, especially on a night like tonight. I mean, I I don't think he would run to the Faded Forest. Is tonight any different? Well, you know, there's... uh, The moon rises high in the sky and the winds blow cold, which is a bad omen for nights in the Faded Forest. Oh, okay. It's one of those. All right. Hey, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's, let's, let's go have a chat with, with Julian and, and Fair. Uh, see if they, if Jacob said anything to them about his plan for the day. That sounds like a good idea. Walk, 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 knock, okay. knock, knock. Two middle-aged people open their door to you. What are the names again? The kids are Julian and Fair. Right. I don't know what the parents are. I say Julian and Fair's dad. <laughs> can, we, can we talk to Julian and Fair? Hello, Julian and Fair's hey, mom. Marcus and Adar are the parents' okay. names. They open the door, and do you immediately lead off with that of, can we talk to Julian and Farah? No, no, no. Okay. No, those, 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 were, those were jokes. <laughs> those are goofs. Good old good old gang goofs. So they open the door, and uh, officers, uh, okay. what what can we do for you? Who, who wants to take first chair on this one? Hi. <laughs> um, Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Quick question. Uh, can we talk to your kids real quick? No, we're not leading off with that. Oh, I'm just... leaving... That's an odd question. <laughs> are, are they in trouble? No, 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 no. They're totally fine. Uh, we just had a question about them, about something that happened in the town. Nothing to do with them. Just a quick question. Jacob's missing. Yeah. Oh. Mar- Mar- Marcus, we can't find Jacob. We need to talk to Julian Vera. Okay, go ahead and uh, give me a persuasion check. Trying to convince wonderful people. Okay. You, you all were talking, so either of you can, can do it. All right, that's a 19. 19? 
Okay, they side-eye each other, and well, if Jacob's in trouble, then probably should go up and talk to him. They're just right up the stairs. Just let us know if you need anything. They open the door to you. Well, I mean, before they walk away, now, uh, we want to, do you, do you want to be around for it? You want to bring them down here? We can all talk. Would that be, I mean, would it be more likely for us? I mean, honestly, if good answers, if you guys are there, Jacob has gotten into trouble and Julian and Farrah were in any way involved in that, I feel like they would be more reluctant to speak freely if we were in the room. Oh, sure. That makes um, sense. So if you need us, come get us. But I think we would only impede your investigation. Sure. Well, we'll let you know what we can when we're done as well. So. Okay. All right. Do you want to try talking to the kids with your yeah. with your delightful <laughs> cartoon yeah. voice? Okay. You know what's funny? Oh, but is... you are terrifying looking, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm part demon. But they, they know you. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, like, this whole time prepping, I was like, okay, like, my character's kind of, like, he's been homeless, he's had a rough life, his parents are dead, I'm gonna have this, like, like deep, kind of brooding voice, and then the second I say the first word, beer please, I was like, oh, that's the character. <laughs> so, that all went out the window, and so now this is my character. <laughs> Outstanding. Hi, I'm a sweet demon. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, sweet demon boy. Uh-huh. By the way, uh, I, I can't speak for Philip, but I'm never going to refer to you by your name, because you chose a three-syllable name that I can't shorten. That's fine. Okay. Drac. <laughs> I mean, I'll call him. Dr- I'll call him Drac. Except for, I think that might be a more upgrading name for <laughs> Beric, Dracula. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, so are we in their room now? Yeah. Hi guys. They're kind of sleepy. Like you, you've clearly woken them up, and they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Officer, kill it. <laughs> um. And they're like, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, hi, hi, sir. Uh, what, what can we do for you? Hi. In our bedroom. <laughs> Uh, we just have a quick question for you. Look, guys, we thought it was weird, too. So let's come up here. Um, uh, we left the door open. Yeah. Uh, we just have a quick question about your friend, Jacob. Uh, we know that normally he, you know, hangs out with you guys during the day, eats lunch with you, all that stuff. Did he say he was going to do anything differently today? Everyone give me inside checks. 20. Yeah, we'll, we'll take his because I got a 40. 20. Okay. You all notice that as soon as, while you were talking... As soon as Jacob's name came out of your mouth, they their mouths kind of closed and they kind of slumped down, and they're they have grown very quiet and uncomfortable. So you can give me a persuasion check since you're taking the lead on this to get them to open up a bit more. Okay, that's charisma, right? Yes. Okay, uh, seventeen. Listen, um, we need to know what you know. His dad is freaking out right now. And he's about to try to go kill some goblins that we may or may not know exist. Okay, okay, so, okay. Can you tell us what you know? I'm going to jump in um, after. I'm not going to cut no, him off. And I'm like an inch away from their faces. I'm like, tell us what you know. All right, uh, drag. Can, can you take it? No, okay. So can, I, can, I can, kind of like, can you be cool for like a second? Drag. True. Fine. I'll right. t- I'll uh, kids, with, kids, with vampire, kids. Um, <laughs> We're, 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 we're just trying to make sure that everybody's okay, all right? You're not going to, no matter what, you're not going to be in any trouble. Jacob's not going to be in any trouble, at least not with us. I'm sure his dad will have something to say to him. But we need to make sure that he is okay. That's all we care about. Once you kind of finish that thought, they both just word vomit erupt <laughs> to the point where you can't tell what they're saying. You hear Jacob's name flying I around a lot, him. but they're both... <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring these two terrifying people back. <laughs> Boy, 
you guys. <laughs> Once they kind I'm of calm down, they tell you very quickly and just kind of in a frantic nature, Jacob didn't show up to Graham's house today. I, I mean, he, he sometimes stays home with his dad to work, but he told us yesterday that he was going to be at Graham's today, and usually his dad gives him more notice than that, and usually he comes home for lunch, or to Graham's house for lunch, I mean, and eats lunch with us, and he didn't show up then. And so after Graham's lessons, we went to, to Trant's house to meet up with Jacob, but he wasn't there either, and we knew that Trant would be mad at Jacob if we told him that he wasn't at Graham's and he was supposed to be at there or if he was at home and so we lied and said that we were playing hide and seek with Jacob and so we were just looking for him and thought that maybe he hid in his own house and then Jacob uh, we we tried to go look for him and we we actually found him at one point and he was on the edge of town and he told us that he was going to go on the acorn run but tried to convince us to go with him and we said no that's really dumb Jacob and you should go home to your dad and so we came home to our parents and went to sleep like good kids and Jacob is real dumb okay um well, cool. I almost want to... There's not really a... We, we really don't like the Faded Forest because Graham's stories talk about how people... Uh, people's own shadows would turn against them and fight them in the forest and that sounds real creepy and I like my shadow just being the thing that does the thing that I do and not fighting me yeah I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with you Julian uh, only weirdos are infatuated with the fate of war <laughs> um, interested and then, and then I wink <laughs> I, I want to know like uh, I know in, in, in Pathfinder they call it sin's motive what, what insight in, that is insight yes I just want to roll and see if they're uh, completely up and up I mean they're, okay. they're kids but they're scared yeah well that's a seven so as far as i know <laughs> their word is law i only understood every third word they said so <laughs> this is probably i don't know if this is going to be relevant or not but having lived here for a bit would we know is this the right time of year to do the acorn run no 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 the time for the acorn run is past it happened okay. like a month and a half ago it's larvion is the month which is july in our terms well, fellas um i think that we've learned everything we're going to learn what do you say we head back to trance house let them know what we know and you know maybe take the take Take, the, take his hand off the hilt of his sword, his goblin-cutting sword, um, and, uh, and then figure out what to do next. Okay. Sounds fine. All right. I mean, I think it's fairly obvious that after that we have to go into the Faded Forest. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, so you all are headed to, back to Trance House? Yeah, we got it. I mean, we can, yeah, we call off his his jihad on <laughs> goblins. <laughs> He's goblin fatwa. That's the word. Not, not jihad. Fatwa. Please, Jeff. These are white people. They prefer the term crusade. Um, so, okay. You all arrive at Trant's house, and he is just frantically, like, he sees you approaching because he's looking out his windows constantly. And, I mean, Trant is a gargantuan. I mean, he's, he's the town blacksmith, so he's appropriately sized. And so it's, it's almost, if the situation weren't so dire, it would almost be humorous seeing this gigantic bear of a man like, frantically like rubbing his hands and just he seems very meek and vulnerable at this point he's incredibly worried is he is 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 he i mean i, I guess you said that most racial characteristics don't matter anymore so like it doesn't matter if he's human or he, he's a human or, okay most people in miss marsh are human okay um okay they don't look down on those of you that are not human. Thank you. But they look down on you because you're weirdos. <laughs> they look down on you totally because fine. you look like monsters. Um, yeah. but <laughs> They're cool with like dwarves. Graham has told stories about your people. <laughs> um, That's fine. Um, They're all dead. I, the, the, the reason I asked, I just want to, I want to reiterate this. Like, we don't have to take into account his race as far as his like volatility as a person. Like, because if he was a half orc, he'd be more likely to yeah. flip out and. Mm-hmm. But that's not a thing in... I mean, there are people that fall into those stereotypes. Like, in the real world, there are people that fall into certain stereotypes. Sure, sure. But let's, let's not have that discussion. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not like typical fantasy worlds where it's that broad brush, right. all, everybody all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. is okay. a stereotype. That's what I was saying. Okay. Who wants to talk to Trant? 
You want me to? <laughs> you're so excited to talk yeah, to Yeah, you're like batting a thousand so far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? What? Where's my son? Okay, so we don't 100% know, because we haven't seen him, but we do have a little bit more of an inkling on, that's not a word, <laughs> more of an understanding of where he's at. Um, where is he? Well, he asked his friends if they wanted to do the acorn run with him. You just see Trant's face just drop. And so we're thinking he did that. Trant, what's important is he wasn't taken. There's not a bad guy in this situation. Yeah, but he ran into yeah. the faded forest. Yes, and we're going to go. We are going to go, and we are going to do our best to get him back. But we need you to understand that there's not a vendetta to happen here. Like, this is not a a hostage rescue. This is a search for a child who ran off, all right? We're going to find him, or Drek's going to die trying. Preferably, yeah, that one. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll just... I'm, do you need anything for me? Like, uh, go. go. Go find uh, my yeah. son. Yeah, do you have any studded leather armor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I do for 150 gold pieces. Well, I, God, like I, I told you a thousand times, well, Lyle. It, it is getting late, Tran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your boy will be fine alone at night in the forest. But... Are you bribing this man? <laughs> no. Barrick's already walking towards the forest. No, I'm threatening him. God, yeah, we're going to follow the burnt grass. Barrick leaves. No, I, I would never actually say that to a father whose child was missing. Is there anything that we, we, we need from him? I mean... I got a battle axe. Do I need anything else? I think our whole thing is that I we're... I can't think of anything he could give us. That would... Right, and I don't want to ask him for a weapon, because right. I, I don't want him to think we're expecting a fight. Although we, uh, the three of us out of character are clearly about, expecting a fight. Yes. How about a, um, so, all right, Eberron question here. Is Trant a blacksmith or is Trant a mage right? And he might have, like, blacksmith light sources yes. or something no. we could take. To is like, he an artificer? Hey, come towards the light, kid. <laughs> no. That sort of thing. Blacksmith. Okay. No? All right. We do need a torch, though, huh? Yeah, we're going to need a torch. Um, I've got. Can't do anything light. I've got a, oh, light, yeah. I've got a lantern. Fire, I think. Well, yeah, that's true. We can fire, fire we can. Yeah. I'm yep. a demon. I can make fire. <laughs> you are a tiefling, not a demon. I mean, I've got a, I'm working on it. I have a lamp. <laughs> That's not how leveling works. You work hard. <laughs> yeah. One day. I'm thinking level three, I'll be a full on demon. <laughs> Race to the bottom. Um, I've got a, I've got a lantern in my pack. Do you guys have that sort of equipment on you? All right. Um, okay. So you all start your journey out of town. Um, it, the Faded Forest is about a mile. Wait, wait. Sorry. I forgot one thing. Bessie, wait for me. Right. <laughs> I'll wait for all of you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so you all begin your journey. The Faded Forest is about a mile away from Miss Marsh. After all of your investigation, walking around town, talking to people, it's about 10 o'clock at night at this point. Um, so uh, the journey is largely uneventful. Lyle, you're actually able to spot a little bit uh, sooner than everybody else a, a small fire in the distance and kind of a, a clearing in a field as you're getting very close to the Faded Forest. But the fire that you see is outside the Faded Forest. Okay. F f f guys, guys, stop, 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 stop. You guys consider yourselves sneaky. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I do um, what I can. <laughs> okay, well, Barrick and I are going to go. <laughs> uh... I, I, how, how far are we from the fire? You spotted it about 80 feet away. About 80 feet away. Okay, I mean, I just, I want to go, I want to go check it, but I want to do so in the shadows. You said it's outside okay. of the forest? Yeah, just outside the forest. Like right on, yeah, 
This is a mechanic. Here's, here's, here's what I want to do. Okay. Uh, I want to go to the, the fire and spend as much time while I'm still away from it, gathering as much information as I can about what's going on. Okay. Essentially. You start hearing voices speaking, but it's, it's kind of faint, so you need to get a little bit closer. This is a trick that I learned from another dungeon master on YouTube. The reason I asked for your stealth modifiers, I'm going to roll your stealth check. That way you don't know if you've successfully hit or not. Okay. You're just sneaking up. So, okay, you're walking through the tall grass, and once you get within about 30 feet, the talking stops, and they kind of, you see three goblins all of a sudden turn their heads away from the fire, and they're kind of looking out. They can't quite spot you, but they definitely heard you. Okay. See um, anyone else around the fire? Is everyone there a goblin? There are three goblins around the fire, so. And I don't speak goblins. And there's not like a suspicious looking bag with a. <laughs> and you hear mu- a muffled bag just kind of squirming. Um, there's a lumpy, squirmy bag. <laughs> no, you do not. With a that. name tag that says not Jake. <laughs> it's got potatoes. I also. The dancing potatoes. Oh, man. Wait, wait, maybe they speak common. What were they talking? What were they speaking? You could not understand them. You're not quite sure if it was the distance or language barrier. Okay, gotcha. You just kind of, when you hear just people talking in a distance and you can't quite make out what they're saying. Okay. And that's it? That's all we get? Because I got heard? Yep. Okay. If... God, I want to try... I want to try to get closer. I want to... What are they... What are they... How many torches do they... How many torches do they have? They're sitting around a campfire. Oh, okay. A small campfire. If we could... In theory... We could get closer if they saw less, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Where it's not super noticeable, but enough to where it's going out. I have a cantrip that... I'm going to just make the flame a little bit less burning. Okay. So it's not as bright. They they don't take notice of that simply because it was just kind of a natural dimming of the fire. You didn't snuff it out. And so they kind of are looking a little bit harder. Are you going to try to move even closer now that? It's yeah, you know, I didn't even think to ask. Are they sitting around the fire? Or are they all sitting on like the the windward side? Is there a way I could get behind? Or are they? I mean, it's it's pretty generic. Like here's the fire, and then I can, sitting, I can see that they're sitting equal screen. Well, they're sitting equidistant from each other around the fire. Okay, so are they are in a, a triangle. Are we close enough to see if they're armed? Yes, they. You can see the. The metal of their daggers shining in the moonlight and the fire. They don't have any. I mean, there's just three of them. They don't have any like, sorry, loot scimitars or anything like that piled around the fire. Mm-hmm. Right. So as far as we can see, this is three goblins drinking around a fire. Yeah. Are they drinking? Is there a barrel? Or something? They have mugs of grog style, like gross, gross stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, you gotta figure out fermented banana peels. Um, <laughs> If we can't, if they're not speaking our language... We don't know that. Oh, okay. I thought as we got... Generally speaking, most goblins that you all have encountered in the world speak goblin and common. Because they do a lot of dealings with outside races, so they need to be able to speak common as well. So, if they're only around goblins, usually they'll only speak goblin, but they can... They are capable of interacting with other races. Alright, if we don't see anything that makes us think that this has anything to do with Jacob, I say... And I and I don't know how you've resisted the thrall of the forest being this close this long anyway. So, um, we're working. We're on. Right. Okay. So I, you came with me. Yeah. We go back to Drac and I say, um, it doesn't look like there's anything there for us. So let's let's just go around. Well, we might be able to ask them if they've seen it. Y'all can do that. You know that? Yeah. I mean, if 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 they don't look nefarious, let's assume they aren't and ask if they've seen a little boy. Sure. 
All right, so okay, go ahead and crank their fire back up to eleven, so they see us. <laughs> so they see us coming, and we can. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up just, <laughs> just to where it was. <laughs> all right, so you all are just boldly walking towards well, their fire. No, uh, I'm gonna. We're eighty feet away right now. Yeah. Okay. When we when we get about fifty feet away, I'm gonna say. Uh, you know what? While while he gets closer, I'm gonna stay at a distance, and I take out my longbow and I put an arrow on the string, just in case this turns south. Okay. Yeah, and I'm resting my hand on the hilt of yeah, my rapier. Yeah. Like I'm making. What are you doing? I'm waving like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> right. Just like as we get closer. Hi, uh, demon boy. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I. You, I mean, I thought that nobody was racist here. <laughs> you still look scary. I, I mean, so do goblins. But, <laughs> all right. Wait, you're a demon? I thought you were like some kind of minotaur or something. I'm a tiefling. So <laughs> I just got some demon blood in me. <laughs> all right. Excuse me, fellas. It, we don't mean... They just kind of freeze and stare at you. Yeah. Listen, we're not here. We just... We need to ask you a question. We're we're, we're, we're looking for a, a missing kid. All right. Uh, we're, we're, we're the law enforcement from the town over there. Uh, for Miss Marsh, we don't mean any harm. We don't. Uh, we don't. We don't mean to scare you. We just have a quick question. You guys have a second for us? What do you want? He's <laughs> like, oh god! Yeah, I was like, maybe they don't speak it. Uh, there's a boy from town missing. We heard he might have come into the forest. We were just wondering if you'd seen if you seen a boy. N- no. Uh, How long have you guys been hanging in, out? Ins- insight, insight. Check. Okay, we'll resolve the insight check and then I'll, they'll answer your question. Okay. From what you can tell, they are. Being truthful. I hate when you say from what you can tell. I, I always say that. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. On, on nights like tonight, we don't sleep in the forest. Oh, oh. right. Because of the high moon and the wind, right? What's up with tonight? He shouts from a... <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> Ghost! <laughs> I should barrack. My vampire friend. Barrack. <laughs> we call him Barrack Blackstaff because he don't even put his hand on something. For- Rowan. <laughs> Nights where the wind blows cold and shadows dance in the moonlight. So, like winter? <laughs> <laughs> it's July. It's weird when the wind blows cold. Fair point. <laughs> yeah, well made. Uh, well, listen. Uh, what happens when the wind blows cold? What's going on in the forest tonight that we. I just said shadows dance in the moonlight, and that's freaking weird. Right, but like if we went so in is there. So, it, is it dangerous or just spooky? I mean. We, we sleep outside the forest, so we don't really know if it's dangerous. It's just been something that our tribe does. We sleep outside the forest on nights like tonight when the wind blows cold and shadows dance in the moonlight. <laughs> I love your song, by the way. <laughs> and the green grass grows all around, all around. The green. All right, can you tell us anything? We, we're we going to have to go in there. Yeah. There's a missing boy, and Barrick's already half. I mean, our, <laughs> our, our, our tribe has not made plans to kidnap anybody. We stay, no, stay no, out of no, Miss Marsh. No, sorry. No, we're not. We're not asking if you know about the boy i'm asking you what can you tell me about the forest what i mean is there is there are there paths that he would have potentially followed once he got in there or is it just all overgrown i've never been in the forest. i mean there's there's paths that the goblins follow i don't know about the people from the town i mean it's really annoying that one time a year when there's like 20 of them running around um but oh you mean the acorn run i love the acorn run <laughs> i mean if if you need a Probably won't help you, but we we have this new leader of the tribe that is a real dingbat. But uh, oh, we got one of those. It's <laughs> a goblin word, right? <laughs> yes, and he might know something about your missing boy. He, I mean, we, we don't kidnap children, but once again, this dude's a hobgoblin, and he seems really aggressive. So, I mean, he's holding up in the ruins of an old Dakani knight thing. I don't know, like an old hobgoblin 
temple, I don't know. Ooh, where's that? It's a structure. Oh, right, right, right. And that thing. I remember reading about those. Is that in the forest? Yeah, it's in the forest. Wait, so he stays in the forest. Well, yeah, they lock themselves up for the night. Ooh. All right, well. Where, the night thing. They lock themselves up for the night in the night thing. When the wind blows cold well, and the tattles into the moon. Night with a K. Oh. oh yeah. Wait, are you guys serious? You're just, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is in character. Are you dipshit? <laughs> really telling me that you just realized that he meant a knight. Everyone's talking about the forest being all weird tonight, and he said they were locked up in a night thing. So, And I was thinking about what's the difference between hobgoblins and goblins. He said, so. said Dakani night. Who's Dakani? You know what? Let's just go in the forest, <laughs> man. Okay. Right. I'm with you. We, they, they draw us a helpful map to get us to No, the, they absolutely do not do that. What's your chieftain's name? Drek Shugan. Uh, could you say that with a little less accent? <laughs> Drek Shugan. All right. Hey, uh, can you give us some direction on how to get there, or is this some goblin secret you're not going to share with us? I, I, we could give you vague directions, but you don't know how to follow the goblin paths, and we don't really have time to teach you. It's a lot of different subtle signals and signs where it's just intuition for us. We know where to walk. It's it's near the middle of the forest. So if you hit the other side of the forest, you've gone too far. <laughs> Once we break halfway, <laughs> turn around. Got it. What, what happens if we don't walk on the goblin paths? Is something terrible going to happen if we it's don't walk on the, the goblin paths? It's just the paths we use. I mean, your, your people, when you're running around like idiots in our forest, don't use the paths. I see. That's true. Let's go. <laughs> and so I'm going to start walking. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're going in. All right. Into the forest we go. Okay, well, shockingly enough, you all managed to avoid every single combat encounter that I had laid out for that adventure. So I hope you all have enjoyed a whole lot of talking this episode, but that's where we're going to wrap up the episode. That was, honest to God, my goal was yeah. to avoid as much combat <laughs> at the beginning as possible just to see if we could build an air, uh, build characters a little bit. The heroes are headed into the Fated Forest to find out the fate of young Jacob. So join us yeah! again next time. Let's <laughs> do it! <laughs> And once again, I am your Dungeon Master, Eric. And I am Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Jeff. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.